0: We're going to, I'm going to get it done today. Chapter 7. That's okay. Of protecting your home from spiritual darkness. Say protecting my home from spiritual darkness. (laughs) We repeat things at different times because... Faith does come by hearing. And hearing the, by the word of God. Amen. Amen. So don't ever have this position like, oh, this again. Regardless of what you hear again. We've heard for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, again? <laughs> the temptation is there. But every person in this room... Every person in this room is anointed of God and by God. Every person in this room, because of the DNA we are born of, has the potential to rise up in the Lord Jesus Christ with his anointing to be a world changer. In the first place you and I get to begin to exhibit and demonstrate and exude the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his government is in our personal life, if we have marriages in our marriage, and if you have a family in, and it, with the marriage in your home, that's the place you get to execute and begin to employ the kingdom of God and his principles. So today, this is called Protecting Our Children from Spiritual Darkness, chapter 7. And in Proverbs 1426, you can write if you're taking notes, Proverbs 1426. This is a great verse. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress. Amen. Yo, dog, don't get any better than that. I said it don't get any better than that. Right. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress fortress. Amen. Praise God. For, and for his children, the fortress you have who fear the Lord, it, that, that fear of the Lord, will be a refuge for your children. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress. Hmm, I wonder if it has walls. Come on, guys. I know you're in the syrup. And for his children, it will be a refuge. We have looked at many issues that allow spiritual darkness into a home. I hope that everybody in here, that you didn't just hear something and not do something with it. We gave a book. We sowed a book, not that it's a big deal. You are valuable enough that the Holy Spirit's pointing this out, the the urgency of it and the importance of it for everyone in here to take hold of it. Now, Jesus said this in Mark 4 regarding the seed and the parable of the sower. Uh, There were four different results that happened when the seed was sown. But the seed that was sown in good ground were those who heard the word accepted it and employed it. If you don't accept, you can hear it and not accept it. It's your choice to accept the word of God and then to put action to it, to employ it, make it active in your life. Come on. Then you shall eat the fruit of that 30, 60 and hundred fold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've looked at many issues that allow spiritual darkness into a home. The goal of this chapter is to help parents, hallelujah, help parents understand some issues that are specific to their children. Securing your children's spiritual freedom is an important step to protecting your home from spiritual darkness. It says the importance of order. Now that we have briefly discussed generational sin, which we have in times past, and it's available on the website, you can go on gnfwc.com and find up spiritual house cleaning, and listen to all the messages. Securing your children's spiritual freedom is an important step by protecting your home from spiritual darkness. I'm sorry, I repeated that. Now that we have briefly discussed generational sin, let's look at God's order in the family, primarily focusing on children. In the Christian family, Larry Christensen writes... The secret of good family life is disarmingly simple. Cultivate the family's relationship with Jesus Christ. Cultivate the family's relationship with Jesus Christ. Say cultivate the family's relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, listen, I want to say this, that women are born-again men and born-again women. They're different species. We are. But the onus of the responsibility to initiate in the home, God wants the men. God wants the male, the, the male figure in the home to initiate spiritual things. He doesn't have to know everything because a lot of times the wives they're, you know they're, they're wired a lot more, they're more sensitive in many ways. Amen. Amen, anybody that's married, you know that. Glory to God. Your wife has a, a heightened sensitivity. They're doing more of the nurturing, more of the teaching, but that doesn't eliminate our responsibility as the heads of the home, heads of the wife, the Bible says. It doesn't say head of the home. It says head of the wife. And if you're a man in here today, I know know exactly who's decorating the house, and it ain't you. Come on, most of you. Well, some guys are doing that, but you're a rare breed. You have some say, but if you want a happy life, you want a happy wife. Come on. (laughs) Come on. You have authority. And men, it is time for the church, and it's been, this is a, a prophetic word going out, in the body of Christ, men. For God, the next move of God is also a requisite that God wants is his men, his sons, to come into their place of leadership. In the home, in their marriages, in society, in their spheres of influence. He wants men to step up to the plate and be godly men to be men of of worship, men of prayer, and men of the word. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Amen. Well, glory. The secret of good family life is disarmingly simple cultivate the family's relationship with Jesus Christ. If there's no devotional time in your home, it's not too late to start it. It doesn't have to be a marathon. It can be something so simple and so easy that you take a a little help, a workbook. You can read a verse, maybe a a small portion of scripture. But listen, I I just want to begin to I want our family to be healthy in the spirit. I want our health, our family to be well. Take a proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs. Amen. 31 chapters of proverbs. Amen. That's part of my devotions. I by <laughs> routine, <laughs> but discipline. I applied that discipline every day. Part of, my, part of my devotion, it's not the only devotion, is reading the proverb of the day. I don't think it's a bad deal to read a, a chapter of the book of wisdom. And if faith comes by hearing, and I do that every day and have been for the past 10 years, I are starting to learn something. Come on. You know what? And now the wisdom of God just comes out of me and God blurps. As I interact with different people, it's like, well, you know, the proverb is, Whatever's is, whatever's is pertinent at that, you know, and the wisdom of God comes out. Amen. I'm not saying, "Yay, me!" i but see, there are disciplines. There's disciplines we got to employ, right? Amen. Amen. There is no phase of family life left outside this relationship. There's no problem a family might face which does not find a solution within the scope of this objective. The most important way to cultivate your family's relationship with the Lord is to establish God's divine order in your home. Say divine order. Do you hear that anywhere? Hear anything about divine order anywhere? Well, 2019, 2019. 20 means expectancy, and 19 means what? Divine order in judgment. That's what the number 19 means. This is a year of divine order. And listen, it's not too late for us to change and to comply with the, with the heart of God. Listen, I, this is part of the, the blessing of being in a body of believers and getting on the page of God, that we interact and we begin to share. Like, you know what? Uh, I, I heard what God was saying. I heard what the message is about. Uh, how, hey, how, how about we grab a cup of coffee and talk about it? We're going to be that simple. Let's not talk about, you know, Trump and politics and the, all this other stuff. That can be a part of your fellowship. But, no, let's talk about what God's saying, what God's doing. You know? Hey, it's it's all. I'll be honest with you. When I be, when we began, well, Carol, you know, I am just saying me as the head of our home. When I began to try to endeavor to make take the place, say take the place, it was awkward because I was used to going getting up in the morning, going pipe fitting all day. Bless God, come home, you know. Get attacked by the curtain climbers. Go out and shoot some street hockey. Get ready to do a meeting. Go to prayer. Whatever else and anything else like that. It's like we, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, you need to lose your life to gain it. Well, we lost it. We lost it when we got saved. (laughs) Yeah, we lost it when we met each other. (laughs) We were never single. (laughs) We were. (laughs) The most important way to cultivate your family's relationship with the Lord is to establish his divine order in your home. God's divine order has to do with relationship and authority. God's divine order has to do with relationship and authority with him and your family. Amen. Amen. The most important way to cultivate your family's relationship with the Lord is to establish God's order in your phone, in your phone, in your phone. God's divine order has to do with relationship and authority. I just read that, didn't I? Okay. (laughs) No. In both the Old Testament and New Testament, We find one key statement for children's relationships, which is to obey their parents, for this is pleasing to the Lord and will create long life for them. Write these verses down. In Exodus 20, verse 12, of course, that's the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. You know, kids have to be taught that. Children need to be taught that the Bible says to honor your father and your mother. A little awkward, isn't it? Now, I need you to honor me. <laughs> I need you to honor your mother. Amen. Amen. The kids speak wrong. It gets corrected. What what, pop? You just don't feed them. <laughs> <laughs> The worst,
1: uh, please the uh, wisdom d- over in the corner. Get, here. Don't enter
0: that into the court records.
1: And <laughs> here's the thing. Children, parents, depending on the personality of the parent, yeah. I, I am watching this, this go on in, in with young families.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, young f- moms are feeling guilty if their baby cries, and so they carry their baby all the time. Um, they feel guilty if they lay the baby down and the baby starts crying. And so, all this, what they're doing is they're allowing the baby to begin to develop a relationship with the parent that the child is in control. Yeah. And it's absolutely of the, true. Instead of the, the parent,
0: parent teaching the child, teaching
1: the child and letting that baby cry a little bit, you get to know that baby's voice. You get to know when the baby is really hungry. You get to know when the baby is trying to dictate to you and whatever's going on. You don't put a child in the bed with you and sleep with the parents night after night after night, because what it's doing it's breaking up the intimacy with the husband and wife, yep. and the child is dictating to the parents. I'm speaking good, everybody. Boy, you're preaching good. I'm preaching real good, everybody. Everybody say, say
0: you're preaching good, Pastor I'm Carol. I'm
1: hearing this over and over again with young parents. And this is something that when they grow up, you're going to see the problems that you're going to have with your children dictating and controlling. And before you know it, you're in a place where you are not, you are not disciplining your child in the right way for them to honor you. That you are allowing your child to reason with you, and you find yourself reasoning back with them.
0: Because it's because inconvenient cry, to hear a child crying. It's inconvenient, and sometimes it's irritating. Let's just be honest about it. Come on. Am I preaching to anybody in here that's been a parent?
1: No, no, hon, there's a sense of guilt wherever yeah. the guilt
0: comes it's from. It's like, oh, my gosh, the baby's crying. Yeah, and hey, amen. Yeah. Well, Carol, that's a good point. But let's well, go on.
1: Well, it's teaching to honor.
0: Teaching so to honor.
1: Child, the, child, um, the child dishonors you by their tone of voice or the way their mannerism. I would call mine back. At, yeah, uh, a
0: cross I, look to a parent. Yeah, co- uh,
1: back here, uh, I heard that tone of voice. Now let's say it again. And they would correct their tone of voice to me. And I said, and what else? I'm sorry, Mom. Okay. I forgive you. I love you. And it was constant. It was constant, constant, constant. Five kids, constant. <laughs> Five.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. So I don't what know. I'm if
1: saying you-, you cannot, you can't cave in. No. You've got to stand up. in the calling that God has placed in your life. To be a mom and
0: dad. It takes faith to do that, doesn't it? Um, it takes faith to be a mom. It takes faith to be a dad. Well, the reason I'm saying this. I don't know. It just was natural. Well, well it, it takes faith. I didn't know it was faith. Well, let me just say this. Anybody know who Charlie Callis is, the actor? Anyway, he was kind of like a an actor that would look like when he blew his cork, he'd be, you know, he'd do all that kind of stuff he do it in a comical way. When I came home sometimes from work, whatever else, my spirit-filled Holy Ghost woman would be there like, hey. you know, right? <laughs> with five kids. It's like, I need a break. Do you? Would you like a, a cough drop or something? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release the power of God into his throat, his sinuses, because this is all related, all the canals in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands out, thou. Lord, we bless him, and we thank you for your anointing that destroys yokes and removes burdens. Lord, this has been a burden in his life, and you gave us instruction earlier to release the burdens. We release the. the the infected sinuses in the name of Jesus, the sensitivity, that your power would flow right now in Jesus' name and affect a cure, Lord, a permanent cure in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for not using brokering. Who remembers brill Cream? I know you do. Mark? Yeah. You're a little dabble, do you? Okay, let's go on. A child's relationship to the Father, to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit usually thrives and prospers in direct proportion to his or her obedience in the home and to his or her parents. That's a mouthful. A child's relationship to the Father, to Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit, usually, there's a key word, thrives and prospers in direct proportion to his or her obedience in the home and to his, his or her parents. If you can teach your children obedience as prescribed in Hebrews 12, They will not only become children filled with joy and freedom, but they will also mature into adults filled with faith. This is on page 72. You can write for your notes if you didn't bring your book, page 72. The ward, the word, ward. The word of the state, amen, the word order means to command or give orders in sequence to produce a specific result. Say it with me. The word order means to command or give orders in sequence to produce a specific result. Order also means the arrangement of position and rank. Resulting in the ultimate accomplishment so that peace occurs in one's person or environment. Remember, we, we, when we took tackled on, and the Holy Ghost gave us this book to tackle and take on. We began to look, and, and as he, Chuck, presented in this book, there can be objects in your home that can become a portal for demonic activity. Games can be a portal for demonic activity, especially a lot of the video games. There's a lot of darkness in these things. Chuck addresses that his heritage was connected with the Masons, and there are dark occult rites in the Masons. And you know what's interesting? You don't get that right up front just like in the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. They present the Bible, they use the King James Bible, but they have a different translation now called the New World Translation that interprets the Scripture more accurately. And it conveniently was contrived in the early 1820s. And at the same time, in one decade, you have... Watchtower Bible Tract Society and Mormonism arise out of the ashes. Many false prophets will come, many false teachers. Come on, guys. we got to learn how to defend the, and what we believe. I heard one preacher say, and you've heard me say it before, rat poison is 90% corn. corn coin. Hallelujah. it's not the corn that kills the rat. It's the cyanide. Amen? You and I have a responsibility to communicate truth to people. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. The Watchtower doesn't tell you that down the road, they're going to try to convince you that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. But you don't know that going in as a disgruntled Protestant or Catholic, but down the road. And then in the book, in Mormonism, the Bible is the least of importance of four books. It's the least important. It's the oldest revelation, but the least important. But what do they sell? What is their selling pitch? Family. Absolutely. And families are being ravaged throughout the world. Amen? So what they talk about. Family, family, the importance of family. Well, that's attractive. We need whole families. Would you agree? So let me get you into the Book of Mormon. Let me introduce you to the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. Oh, yes, and the Bible, as long as it's interpreted by the other three books. We live in a dark world. You and I need to become students of the Word and keep being students of the Word. Come on. Amen. So order also means the arrangement of position and rank resulting in the ultimate accomplishment so that peace occurs in one's home and in their environment. I got news for you. This may take work. Uh, I, I heard that story. Now, I don't know if this is totally accurate. I've tried to find out. I don't know if you know, Dan, or anybody ship going, seago- seafaring people in here. But the, there's a phrase that takes 30 feet to turn a dinghy, a little, little dinghy you go out there and just float, you know, scuttlebutt around the bay. But it takes two miles to turn a battleship. They're both seafaring vessels, amen? They're seagoing vessels. Are you with me? Two miles to turn a ba- battleship. A lot more energy, a lot more cost, but it can be done. And when it's done, it's going in the right direction. Listen, if we've been doing order wrong for so long, it's going to be a task to turn the ship. But with God's help, say God's help, every ship can be turned. Every home. Listen, if you don't take your place in authority, the devil will have your kids rise up and be the authority in the home. Children aren't called to lead parents. Oh, but there's a verse. Yeah, you know, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast prepared praise and children shall lead them. No, not with the not with the home, not with order. Children don't lead adults. Come on. Now a godly child may come out and give a god blurp. <laughs> Amen. Oh, say, Dad, good one. Absolute uh, pioneer in the faith and, and him and mom with the gifts of the Spirit and Assembly of God background. Holy Ghost people, they are dedicating a four-month-old child. And Dad, as he began to pray the prayer of dedication, what? what? You asked me to say it. <laughs> I'll give the facts. You can give the details. Dad is dedicating the Bible. (laughs) We better close this up quick. (laughs) Dad, good one's dedicating the baby, praying a prayer of dedication over it. And the four-month-old baby Begins to speak a fluent language in tongues. A- and the mother said, do you hear it? The baby would well, not out loud, but uh, softly. It was a fluent language in tongues. She would,
1: at different times. she would hear it at different times with that baby.
0: Say four months. It was a, say, it was a sign and a wonder. Amen? But how could that occur? Because that spiritual house collectively, the, see, guys, every one of your faith is significant to the presence and the weightiness of his glory. Our corporate faith creates that. Amen? So how, how many want to see your home in divine order? It's not too late. Matter of fact, this is the year. Say now's the time. I'm going to t- see God turn see God my life, my and, life. Bring my and bring order into my home. I or- and it doesn't matter if there's an unsafe spouse in there, if there's rebellious children, you have authority by God, not, not the world system, God's kingdom, and His system. See, I, I can do. Everybody say, I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. Wow. We need peace in our homes. Do you agree? The word, therefore, includes both relationship and authority, the very things we need to cultivate the family's relationship to Jesus Christ. Listen here. Order also brings boundaries. Say boundaries. Boundaries. Listen, technology is an, a, a great blessing. You know, fire is a great blessing as long as it 's controlled. The fire can absolutely destroy. Amen. One thing that always reminds me of that is the California Fly- F- F- California flyers <laughs> not the Philadelphia flyers, the California flyers. Whew. Flyers. One person smoking a cigarette, flicking it out the window, can end up with square miles of damage and collateral. Collateral damage, amen? One foolish act. James picks it up, and he says, the tongue, like fire, can create great devastation. This little piece of meat. This little piece of meat can start a fire. You ever said anything wrong to your wife? Oh my God! A fire. Ooh, shikaba, volcano. Say Vocano. volcano. <laughs> I'm moving over this side. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Say boundaries. Boundaries. Guys, it's not too late. Say it's not too late. I believe the real key for children's lives is to show them the boundaries they've been established for their prosperity. These boundaries include being aware that owning certain things could give place to the enemy who longs to steal their peace and prosperity from an early age. Therefore it is very important that we teach children to remove anything that enters their boundaries that would cause their peace to be lost or their prosperity to dwindle. God's purpose is for us to be whole. Come on somebody say amen. The quicker we can teach this to our children, the better off they will be. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 reads Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe this should be every parent's goal for his or her child. Amen. Generational issues in a child. We'll try to move quickly here. Man, what a what a service. Oh my gosh, it's twelve twenty seven? Are you kidding me? Oh was that that is right, isn't it? So it's not really eleven twenty-seven and it's eleven twenty-seven. Ha ha with the base thank you. I'll take we're in Chicago now. With the basis we established for generational isu- ish- issues. In chapter 6, let's take another look at those issues in relationship to the order of a child's life. Because a generational iniquity can be passed from generation to generation to generation. See Exodus 20, verse 5. Well, we all looked at that before, right? Amen? Open your Bible, if you would, to Numbers. Numbers 33. I'm going to get through this quickly. I promise you, it'll be quick. But, man, it, it, the anointing is really, really precious and strong. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Say numbers 33. numbers 33. Wow. Starting with verse 50. Now, what did we cover when we first started here? That we have authority, right, and divine order in the home. Listen, guys, we're, this whole book and teaching, this will be the eighth week or seventh week, Protecting Your Home from Spiritual Darkness. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul goes on, and I want you to read that on your own time. But he says he, he reminds the church of Corinth about things that happened in the Old Testament, physical things that happened. And he said, these things happened as examples for you and I on this side of Calvary. But what he's saying is, is that a lot of the physical things that literally happened to the people of God before Jesus came happen in the unseen realm on this side of Calvary. Are you with me? Are you with me? The physical things that occurred are a type and shadow of things that happen in the spirit on on this side. Now, let's look here, starting with verse 50. Now, this is instructions for the conquest of Cana. You okay for 10 more minutes? Guys, look, follow with me. Verse 50, New King James Bridge. Oh, boy. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, verse 51, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you have crossed the Jordan into the land of Cana, Next verse. Then you, 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 my people who cross into the land of Cana, then you, say you, say me. You shall drive out. You shall drive out. (laughs) I want it to come out like a command from the general. This is God speaking. When you cross into the promised land, then you, my beloved people, you, my people, you, my army, shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Any gray area? No. Destroy. This is part of my command to you. This is part of my mission for you. This is the Old Testament, amen? Say Old Testament. This is part of it. Destroy all their engraved stones. Destroy all their molded images. And demolish all their high places, literally, of worship. Amen? Look at this instruction. You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land. I'm saying that like a command. I could be like a commander in front of the people. It's not like, well, listen, when you go over there, and want you to dispossess. Dispossess the inhabitants of the land. Please apologize for dispossessing them. Yeah, I, I want to reason with you. You let us reason together. Please, I'm sorry I have to dispossess you. You're my lunch. You're lunch today, so your choices are bucktail and run or you're dead meat. God's given me this land. Are you here? You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess. This is that land that I promised, a land full of flowing with milk and honey. But guess what? There's enemies there. There are giants there. But guess what? They ain't nothing but a thing if you're going to my strength. They ain't nothing but a thing if you're obeying my word because I go before you. Amen? Now, let's look at a couple of words real quick. You want to write these definitions down. You shall drive out. Glory to God. Drive out. Go on back. Yeah, right there in verse 52. To drive out means to occupy by driving out the previous tenants and possessing their place. You shall drive out. And that literally means to occupy. By driving out the previous tenants and possessing their place. Amen? Amen, amen. Then he comes down on verse 53. You shall dispossess. The word dispossess means you shall seize, rob, inherit. Amen? Also, to ruin, to impoverish. I thought he was a God of peace, a God of love. He is. The devil prospered these people. These people were demon worshipers. Come on. Are you with me? God says, I'm called clean house. I'm not going to have any of the remnants of this stuff around for my people when they come in. Because the true worshipers of God are going to worship in spirit and truth. We got to get rid the land of all the demonic activity. Come on. Somebody say amen. Say, so rid the land of all demonic activity. You know, the church can actually do that in cities. The church can do that in towns. Yes. When a psychic business opens up, the God. church should start hitting that like white on rice. In the name of Jesus, there will be no occult activity in my town.
1: We did it over and over again and watched businesses close up and they moved down.
0: Psychic fairs were psychic. shut down in Gloucester Township.
1: Yeah, psychic
0: homes. Psychic fairs where there's tables of witches reading people's mail. What happened? Every every morning at 5.30 in the morning across from the mall, we began to pray and intercede and take authority over the witchcraft. I'm not saying that exclusively or, yay us, we got big chests. Yes, God gave it to we, us. God gave us an assignment. We were faithful to it. And the mall shut down. The Whoops, mayor, didn't mean that. The
1: mayor. To us and made sure, yes, glory to God. Hallelujah. This is this is our authority.
0: Oh. Well, geez, devil, in the name of Jesus, we adjure you, by whom Paul preaches, leave Gloucester Township. Would you please consider a devil? No, you
1: better get you better get in that place. Come on, of authority. amen. Yeah, you boss the devil around. You don't let him boss you around. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Look at verse 54. And you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your families. To the larger, you shall give a larger inheritance. And to the smaller, you shall give a smaller inheritance. It's all, it's not socialism. This is good. Amen. It's fair. It's just. Therefore, everyone's inheritance shall be whatever falls to him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers. Don't read the next verse yet. You want your home to have the peace of God? Bring it into divine order. This is a type and shadow of your responsibility as parents in your home. Well, I'm born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Is your home consecrated? Are you consecrated? I can speak in tongues. That don't mean I'm consecrated. I could have been consecrated, but guess what? I can drift from my consecration. Anybody here? I'm not being harsh. I'm just telling you the truth. This is our responsibility, first and foremost, in our own homes. Now, listen, if you and I don't step up to the plate and say, God, or listen, you can talk to us. Say, and to, and to others that have had that are mature in the spirit, and say, like, Would you help me? Man, my home, my home is like a hellhole. So to, just be honest, don't be afraid. My home seems like the devil's tearing my house up. Would you help? Ask for help. Yeah. Amen. Wherever two or more agree on anything, it shall be done. We'll touch that thing, glory to God. Guess what? There's the follow-up. There's a, a continual working of to get the divine order into the home. When you take your authority, the devil isn't gonna say, Oh, glory to God, I'm gonna leave. If he's been there and he's been active, guess what? You're gonna have to take it to the you're gonna take it to the sheets. You're gonna take it there. Amen. You're gonna take it. You're gonna say, devil, in the name of Jesus. We're not gonna be demon conscious, but I'll tell you what, you'll be able to do, have a barometer a thermostat on the inside of you. It's called the Holy ghost. And he'll reveal to you whether your place is clean, whether your place is active in a dark way. And if it's active in a dark way, you start praying in the Holy ghost and in the name of Jesus, use his name, take authority over any demonic presence Command it to leave in Jesus name because you have authority and it must obey you. This isn't an option. Now, if he might be stubborn, a demon could be stubborn. But you just stay faithful in the name of Jesus, you're going. i tell you what, it'll rise up inside of you. That devil's going to realize when you, that demons know when you know who you are and you're moving in the authority of God. They know it and they have no option. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19. You, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He to say some over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. That devil may rise up and say, Give me a sword. Take the head off that thing. That's right. Oh, anyway. Look at the next verse. Now let's go close. Read it out loud, everybody. Have authority to establish it you have authority to establish it you have which one you have authority to establish the peace or to reclaim it there is a time and season in our home when people would walk into our home and I'm just saying glory to God they would walk in and say oh my god it was like they walked into the peace and the shalom of God and they said what is it here and it was there. But guess what? We lost it for a season, too.
1: And we, had, we battled.
0: It, it was a battle. Our kids got introduced. They were, began to get involved in sports. And they began to get involved with steroids. And I'll tell you what. Any form of uh, medication is connected to the Greek word pharmakia, which is connected to the Greek word sorcery. You better know what you're taking when you're, if you're taking medication. Amen? There's, there's good medications, but there are some that are absolutely just a demonic portal. Come on. Uh, a- a- LSD and, our, and all the stuff in the 60s. marijuana
1: that they're legalizing is a form of it, – it is sorcery. Yeah.
0: It's connected with sorcery.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this whole agenda to destroy our country. And to have them in this mindset. And we saw friends of ours lose their mind because of marijuana. So don't justify it, anybody. It you name it, Carol. Brain cells. We
0: saw them drop and like flies to heroin and everything else, yes. too. Yes.
1: It goes from one step to the next. And the Democratic Party, I will name it, has their hand in, in, the, in the money and the politics of it all. Let me tell you something kickback. right here. Right here. How about their wallet? Yes. Makes me mad. Makes me angry.
0: Why not build a border wall right here?
1: Yep. Because of their wallets.
0: And it's interesting. All the biggies, they got a wall around their home.
1: Yep. Guards.
0: And they got security. And they have armed guards. Yep. Well, Secret we're not preaching service. politics today. Let's talk about the house.
1: Can I say something? One thing about that, though, in numbers, though, you know why God wanted them to clean out that land? Because not only were the people coming over there, God's chosen people, but they were also bringing the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle. over. And so the presence of God was coming to dwell in that place. And a lot of times we're allowing darkness and reasoning with our children to take the place of the tabernacle that should be in our homes.
0: That's good preaching. So please stand with me if you would. This is self-explanatory, isn't it? Yes. But don't feel alone. And don't be overwhelmed when we look at this. But it's an absolute type and shadow that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 10. If you don't believe me, read your Bible. 1 Corinthians 10, and you will see that it's a parallel. And, yeah, I'm ending. Sure. The Lord spoke to you.
1: some conditions in the home, I don't care how old they are, um, if your child is looking dark by the way they are dressing, okay, if your child's looking dark, starting to wear dark clothes, starting to wear dark makeup, starting to wear dark whatever, if your child is, um, I'm going to say this, this is for future or even if it's for now, whatever, is, um a boy is starting to fool around with girly stuff and all this stuff,
0: transgender your daughter
1: stuff. is starting to dress more like a boy or wants to um, play it down and all this, I'm telling you, you better start praying against this real hard and real fast Amen. and take authority <clears throat> over it because that is demonic. And I'm telling you something, I'm going to tell you the the, when you start seeing them dressing in a different way and you don't approve of it and they are fighting against you, hello? Parents are, pers- you persuade your child the way they dress. Amen. By <coughs> the way your authority is. Amen. Okay? Not them. If that's happening, then your child is reasoning and arguing with you more and more and more and more, and they're getting their way.
0: Because it's too much of a hassle. Do you understand what I'm because saying? Because it's too much of
1: a hassle. It's too much of a hassle, or you think that you're unkind. This whole warring that comes at you because it's the spirit of the world that has come on your child, and the spirit of the world is arguing with you.
0: And you are not and called so, to be your children's friend. Let me ta- God. Let knows. me just, my honor, repeat well, that you again. This, you're not called to be your children's friend. You're called to be their parent. parent. And that means to love them and raise them up in the wisdom and nurture of the Lord, the admonition of the Lord. Say admonition. God
1: God spoke this to me, everybody. God spoke this to me, said this has to be going on, or God wants you to, if it's going to go on, to prevent it. Amen. Get it. Hit it. Man, hit this thing. Hit it at the bud. Hit this thing hard. Um, Give them understanding. Sit down and talk with them give them understanding and wisdom and help direct them in the way they should start dressing. I don't know if you guys, if I said this here or if it was on Facebook, mm. but I'm watching Christian parents allow their daughters. I was, oh, oh, I won't go there. Okay. Horrified, horrified, Our kids, some of our kids chose not to go to the prom. Some of them did. Tim went to a senior prom. A limousine pulls up. Other cars pull up in front of our house. I didn't know who the girl was that Tim was, we didn't, was taking, although I think we saw a picture of her. When she got out of that limousine, I was Ugh. Timothy Paul get over here right now.
0: What is it about like, dead meat you don't understand?
1: What? Yeah, everybody's looking at Tim. Tim didn't know it. <laughs> and as soon as Tim saw, Tim was uncomfortable. And you know the first thing the parents say to us? Oh, we hope Tim marries her. Very first thing. You know what I did?
0: No, money. I said I, not the on awesome. I said
1: I don't think so. That's what I said right back. I don't think so. And I walked over to where my husband was. They're all taking pictures, all this stuff. I'm looking at the way this girl's dressed. By the time they got to the, the prom, I think, Tim, she drank herself drunk. And I said, glory, hallelujah. Or did she when she was in there? Huh? She got
0: sick. Hallelujah.
1: Oh, she, Oh, I thought she got <laughs> drunk.
0: No, she just got sick. Terribly she got sick. sick?
1: Well, mom went to prayer.
0: Well, you weren't the only prayer, one, and
1: I'm not praying that on her. You did too, but I—I I no. really want, like, yeah, yeah. you really want the prayer. Yeah, I, I just I, threw one up. That, no, <laughs> we agreed. We agreed, but Mom kept on going, and it was like, no way. And I'm watching these girls dress. There was a time, please. Mo- you're supposed understand. to dress modestly. You dress modestly. You can be in style you and still do be not modest. Let your children. Your girls walk out with most of their top shelling, openings all over, looking sexy and seductive. And my father, if he looked at me, he said, you whore, you get back up in that bedroom and you change.
0: What is it about whore you don't understand?
1: Whoredom is allowing... You go on the streets and you see they're probably dressed better than what we're letting our girls go to the prom. I'm not kidding. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm being, listen, this is the spirit of the world, church. It's that the spirit of the world. we are fighting against. Yeah. But you take your moral stand, your godly moral stand, and stand up against it. Amen. And if their child wants to go to the prom, they cooperate with you. If they don't want to go to the prom, don't cooperate with me. But you're not going. Praise God. That's, my, that's how I would be in Amen. my house. And I hope that speaks to you because that's firmness. But you're dealing that's with That's leadership, guys. Let does. me tell you something. You're dealing with the world. Yeah. It's trying to influence, and it is absolutely devilish out there. Amen. Big time.
0: Big time. So, Father, as we look at your word in this type and shadow, that each one of us was assess, regardless of our children or adults, grandchildren are, on, are part of our portion, great-grandsons, we will be faithful to not do this. We will take action as a body of believers and sons and daughters of God to ensure, with your help, Holy Spirit, to make sure that our homes are clean, that there's no demonic presence and Lord for any rebellion, which is witchcraft, we will take authority over it. We'll help our children through it. Lord, we don't want to lose our kids. You didn't give us our children to lose them, but God, we want to, we want to regain your order and peace in our homes, in our in our children's lives and help us. Holy Spirit connect the dots You've armed us with weapons. You've given us your word. You've given us even helps, even this book particularly, to help us protect our children, protect our home. Thank you for spiritual house cleaning personally, in our home, and in our community. In the mighty name of Jesus, we praise you for it. May divine order and your peace, shalom, fill every heart, every soul, every mind in every dwelling in Jesus name restore it this year and by faith we believe for it amen, amen. hallelujah, hallelujah.